Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome to another edition of the Dev Late, brought to you by Joe Burr. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Brought to you by Expand the Box Score. On today's episode, we're going to continue our player profile. We're going to tackle um, Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts today. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Stoops. How are you today, sir? I'm dying over it. I, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I just, I, I had to keep myself from laughing out loud, literally. That, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great, but I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's funny that the first guy we're going to talk about when we come back is the guy that, you know, from that game. And I think it kind of is not coincidental, but at the same time, it's kind of the perfect time to talk about him coming off that game. But um, at the same time, man, Joe Burrow looked out of this world this past weekend, man. It, it, it was, and I, I told you, I stopped watching the game before halftime. Like, it was just the the show that he was putting on the LSU team as a whole, but I mean, the amount of touchdowns he had, what he had seven, eight touchdowns uh, throughout the entire game. And most of all of it essentially was in the first half. Like that's, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was pretty absurd to watch. And what did you think of the Clemson game? Like Clemson, Ohio state jumped ahead early. I was like, this game's over. You know what I mean? Like it's 14, nothing. I didn't think this Clemson team was really built to come from behind. We, we talked about that earlier in the year. Like, if somebody was going to capitalize off of their early miscues or mistakes, um, they couldn't come back and win. And, and obviously, they proved us wrong with that. I mean, and Trevor Lawrence with that out-of-this-world run that I think really kind of showcased his ability to take one to the house from a long distance, you know? Yeah, definitely. So when I was watching the game, especially early on, all that was running through my mind was this is why I didn't think they should be in the playoffs because I was I was vocal about it you know um, I, I just didn't think Clemson because they hadn't played anybody kind of thing so I felt they shouldn't have been there um, I understand they were undefeated conference champion I get it you know and I understand that and then they 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 said hey um, this is why we're supposed to be here so <laughs> I never I never doubted that they weren't a great team I still felt they shouldn't have been there but nonetheless they have proven as to why you know and and, and even Dabo. He said it in press conferences um, where he's basically like, people don't understand why we're here. They're doubting us. You know, oh, you haven't played anybody. And I'm guilty of saying all of that. So they definitely proved me wrong, especially beating um, Ohio State, which, uh, you know, is arguably, um, even though they lost, they are still arguably the most complete team in all of college football. So Clemson definitely came to play. Um, you know, and it was it, it, when, when Trevor Lawrence took that big hit, he took that big, big hit. It was just something like triggered inside of him. And it was that I mean, he's always competitive, but it seemed like that ultra competitive side came out and he just he started to play like the Trevor Lawrence that we wanted to see. So something about the playoffs, um, 
you know, he's just he's he's made for the big stage. That that's kind of what we're seeing. So loved that game. That was the type of game that that you want to see, especially in the playoffs. That's the kind of game you want to see. It was kind of crazy to me how great. I mean, there was a few times Chase Young was in his lap and expl- including that play, mm-hmm. but the way Clemson was able to kind of make Young kind of look pedestrian was kind of impressive. That they, they, that was one of the things they schemed well against Young, and I think that might be some sort of a blueprint we see on Sundays when guys try. Not everybody's going to be able to do that. You know, not everybody's got the talent level that a Clemson does. Every, you know, Clemson's filled with four- and five-star athletes. I understand that. But the way they were kind of able to take him out of a lot of that game was insane because there was times Lawrence had some time to throw the ball, and all year long, Young, you know, was either in their laps or had pushed the linemen into their laps and caused a lot of ruckus. So, and, and that's... That's why, to me, like it's the NFL. A quarterback is always going to get drafted first overall, especially if you know they have that that level of talent. But to me, that's why I was such a big, you know, supporter of Chase Young, number one overall. Chase Young, number one, because you see what he can do. Um, but even basically, so whenever he gets taken out of a game like that, like that's the kind of effect that it has. So now that offense can score, run down the field, do all that stuff. But the fact that he's just been so dominant all year and you've seen what he can do. So if an offense can scheme to it and get him out of the game, essentially, um, then it speaks volumes for that offensive but offensive side. But on the NFL level, yes, they might push him out of the game for a week or whatever. But on the NFL level, you're going to have that defensive tackle that's a stud, you know, the other side of the defensive line. So you're going to have other guys on the, the NFL that, you know, are going to be able to step in and, and step up whenever he may get pushed out. But to me, just seeing the effect that he does have and that they schemed so well to take him out of the game yeah it, to me that's what speaks volumes as to why i feel that he should be picked number one no matter who's going to be there which we know it's cincinnati now um they do need a quarterback so me being the 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 realist um a quarterback is going number one like they're not going to take chase young or maybe they will i doubt it but um to me, that just speaks volumes for what Chase Young's ability is and, and the fact that an offense literally, it seemed to scheme to him. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to me because I feel like, you know, this weekend the draft had kind of shuffled around a lot. You know what I mean? Like a lot of teams ended up in different places. I mean, even with the Lions ending up all the way to, you know, the third pick. But, you know, I think Washington's going to end up with Chase Young and they're going to yeah. be a great talent. Like if they pass on Chase Young, they're just out of this world. I think it's going to end up being like the 49ers, you know what I mean? The 49ers just kind of lucked into into Bosa and he has changed, you know, I wouldn't say he's the only reason that defense is the way it is, but that man is a wrecking havoc each and every week and it's like the 49ers are a totally different team on defense because of him. And I think Chase Young with the little, you know, the tools that the Redskins already have, the young players that they have, I think that he could elevate that team to the next level uh next year as well. I completely agree. All right, Steve, you're going to kick us off with the pros on Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma's quarterback. What do you think, man? Yeah, so the first thing I've got on him um, is his attitude. Just just him as a person. I think the fact that he was the starter at Alabama and then he gets benched in the national championship game for Tua. And then at that point, you know, during that whole offseason, it was, well, who's your starter going to be? And it was just, you know, they just wouldn't say who it was going to be. So in the end, obviously, we, we learned it was Tua. Um, but the fact that he didn't come out and, and I don't want to say bash to it because that's just not his personality. He never would have done that. But the fact that he stuck around, he helped Tua, he helped the team. He, he just, 
still was a leader on that team in a sense behind the scenes not literally because obviously he was still on you know on the field in, in certain plays but just the fact that he was able to still be supportive of the system um ultimately yes he obviously transferred out went to oklahoma and, and you know he he's has has his numbers there um but to me it just speaks volumes for him as a person and a leader in that sense to where he can overlook certain things and understand the bigger picture um so definitely love to see that out of him um, another one is obviously his running ability. It, it's it's next level. Um, we've seen it week after week after week. He is able to to run um, whenever needed. Essentially, I know they have designed run plays for him, but he's also able to uh, to run the ball if the play breaks down if it's a passing play. So, um, and, and that kind of leads me to my next thing. And I even told you off the air. I don't know if this is a pro or a con, so I kind of have it as that that you know middle ground. Um, but the fact that he is able to improvise so well, whether it be um, again. A passing play breaks down. Um, he is able to run and improvise very, very well. But on the flip side of that, this is kind of where I'm not sure if it's pro or con. Um, he kind of goes through his reads very quick, and if it's not there, he just runs it automatically. Like that's just kind of it. Almost seems like an instinct to him because um, it's like I said, if his first read's not there, which is usually C.D. Lamb, if it's not there, or even his second down, which is a quick check down, he's gone. He just runs the ball, and that's why he has so many rushing attempts. Um, I, I think it's 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 just kind of a it's natural to him. The running ability is just natural to him, which he's great at. So I understand it. Um, so that's why, yeah, like I said, I'm kind of in that that middle road where I'm not sure if it's a pro or a con because he improvises very very well. But I don't think he gives his receivers, tight ends, even his running backs enough time sometimes to get open, and he just automatically runs. So it's kind of that that middle ground where I'm just not sure what you would really consider that. Yeah, for sure, and, and I don't want to kind of touch on it because this is a little bit of a negative as well towards what you were saying. So uh, if you sometimes look at the way guys can extend the plays and um, when you look at circuit, certain quarterbacks like a Aaron Rodgers, his his third instinct is not to run. You know what I mean? His instinct is to get away from the pre- uh, um, the pressure and then make the adjustment and let his, his third and fourth read and sometimes even his Going back to his first and second read, mm-hmm. make a move, get open, get the you know get the play done because you know a lot of the times when uh, uh, you break away from the pass rush and you have a moment or two, you're nine times out of ten going to be able to find a receiver that made it open that was able to get away from the thing, and that's going to include a better um, a better yardage completion there than it would if you ran for five or six yards. You know what I mean? So that that is a totally understandable and and. Aaron Rodgers to me has always like been the king of that. You know, he's the king of extending the plays. You know what I mean? Yep. So I love that. Now, on the flip side of that, I, he, he is a dual threat quarterback. You know what I mean? Like he to me, you know, it, it's impressive that he's able to break off some big runs. You know what I mean? He is very, very impressive. Um, you know, his capability of running for first downs, his ability to run for you know lengths of you know lengths of the field. You know what I'm saying? Like. When he kind of is breaks out, he kind of breaks out. You know what I'm saying? So I, I enjoy watching him do that. Um, he's very good in the red zone as well. Um, he had 18 touchdowns, two interceptions in the red zone this year. That was prior to the LSU game. Um, but, you know, he's very fun to watch. But to me, when I look at him, you know, when I say that, he kind of reminds you of a very fun college quarterback to watch. Um, and, and I'm not trying to get into the negative portion of that because he is extremely fun to watch and he had a very solid year. You know, he had 18 rushing touchdowns this year. You know what I mean? 20 total if you include the uh, the LSU game. That is absurd. You know what I mean? It counted for 50, you know, 50, I think it's 52 touchdowns total this year. So it's absurd to think about 
but at the same time, there's there's some cons that we can talk about, Stoops, and I think we're ready to dive right into them. All right, Stoops, I'm going to kick us off on the cons for Jalen Hurts. Um, for me personally, he doesn't make very good decisions under pressure, and I think that it touches on a little bit of what we were talking about a little bit earlier during our quote-unquote pros about him, but he doesn't make the he's, – he's ready to run. He's always ready to just take off and run, and it kind of reminded me of Lamar Jackson last year. Um, I think that's why they end up getting beat in the playoffs because Lamar Jackson didn't have that. He had a run-first approach, and this year he kind of changed it around, and maybe he can change it around on the next level. But the last three games of the season, I'll be honest with you, I was watching some of the game, and obviously I watched 95% of the game against LSU. He struggled and struggled bad against LSU. He only completed 48% of his passes, had 217 passing yards. Uh, he only had 43 rushing yards, which was his second lowest total of the entire season. The, the uh, Their lowest was the week before against Baylor, which is another game he struggled at. He did have the two rushing touchdowns, but Stoops, I told you off the air, I'm not really counting those two late touchdown runs against LSU. Yeah, they count on the stat sheet, you know what I mean? But for me personally, that game was well within out of reach. LSU was playing a very soft defense, so it didn't really impress me at all of what he did in that game. He threw a couple bad just terrible looking passes. If you go over his last three games, he's 45 to 71, 63% completion ratio, 667 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and 142 yards on the ground, um, like I said, with the three touchdowns. I mean, he had he had a game, this three games this year, we had over 150 plus yards rushing, and he only had 142 in these last three games against Oklahoma State, Baylor, and um, LSU. So he has struggled as of late. He's picked the wrong time to struggle as well. Um, and I was talking to you, I was watching this tape. His deep ball is ugly. It is, it is, it, it, I compare it to you and I out back. We're playing against a couple kids in the yard, and I'm throwing you a deep ball, and I'm just tossing it in the air. It's got so much air underneath it that I'm just praying somebody, I'm just praying you come down with it and not the uh, opposing team. And that's a lot of what you see when he throws the ball. Um, for me personally, uh, another thing that I wanted to knock on him, he threw interceptions in eight of the 14 games that he played this year. Not a good sign either. You know what I mean? Interceptions are key. Turnovers are key. I understand he's got like a three to one ratio touchdown interception, but the one interception could change the game completely no matter if he's playing on Sundays or not. So he only threw the ball over 30 times, uh, three times this year. That's not a lot. Um, again, it kind of focuses on that. I think that he's more of a run style quarterback than he is a pro style quarterback. Uh, and, I, and to me personally, Stoops, I feel like he needs some time. I think I, I don't see him starting day one. And I'll kind of dive a little bit more in that when we look at the outlook. So what do you got for cons, Stoops? Yeah, so real quick, whenever you mentioned those ter- those interceptions and how many games he's had that, I just looked at it real quick. I got the stats pulled up. There was uh, – in seven different games, he had a fumble. Again, oh, wow. not necessarily a loss, yeah. but it's still some form of a potential turnover. And um, in that Baylor game, that's one of the games that I went back and watched when they played in the regular season. He had three fumbles in that game. So he- he's definitely um, – in a sense, I don't want to call him a turnover, you know, machine. He doesn't necessarily turn the ball over as much as some other quarterbacks that we have seen, or even you know, running backs, receivers, whatever the case may Jordan be. Love. But it, it's oh. still that potential of a turnover, potential of of lost yards that's definitely um, hurting the team and hurting his, his overall look at things. Those are things that can be fixed. We understand that, you know, just become a little more patient with it, cover the ball a little bit more. Those are easy things to fix. Um, just got to start reading the defenses a little bit better. Um, but on, on on top of what I on top of that, 
I've got some other things. Um, it seems like he doesn't set his feet very well. I noticed a lot of his passes. And again, I watched that Baylor game pretty in depth, I felt like. And he just didn't seem to set his feet that well, which I think leads to those interceptions and also leads to him feeling a little bit more uncomfortable back there, which is why he does start to run, because it does seem as if his instinct is to just run when play starts to break down. Um, so that's definitely something I think he can work on. And then another thing is, and this is kind of a, and, and, and not a hypocritical thing, but I have attitude on his his um, on the con side of things, and the, the way I mean that is he's a very cool, calm, collected guy. You always see him on the, the sidelines when the coaches are talking to him. He kind of just seems like he's staring there. Now he is listening. I understand that he's he's just listening with with you know laser focus. But I haven't seen very many clips or or just footage of him, you know, pumping up the guys whenever things are down. You know, just and being supportive. And again. The camera's not going to be on him the entire game, but you love to see that. Like, I remember a, a clip of Russell Wilson going around, and I don't remember what he was saying quote for quote, but it, it was just he was he was, he was pumping, pumping up the, the offensive yeah, he was line. Being very he, positive. Yeah, he was he, like, come on, guys, we got this, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. He, he's getting the guys riled up, and that's the kind of stuff I love to see. And, and people were giving Russell Wilson a hard time, like, oh, that's so corny, that's so corny. Like, no, like, that's what I want to see from a quarterback. So I know, and we've seen the footage, um, whenever he first got to Oklahoma and he was in the weight room, everyone was, was you know, riling up around him, and they were just giving him all, you know, all the, pump, the pep talks and stuff like that. So it's there. It's with the team. I know it is. I just would like to see it a little bit more, and that's just a personal thing. So um, that's kind of the, some of the cons I have on him. Um, some things and a lot of that he can work on like i said he, he can work on the the interceptions just learn to set your feet a little bit more get a little bit more of your lower body into the throws so you can get a little bit more distance a little bit more power onto your throws um and, and then just cover the ball up a little bit more and when you're running you know someone can come from behind you you're not going to see them but to have nine fumbles on the year um not including any of the bowl games but um seven games with at least one fumble that's that's just a lot. So definitely stuff you can fix, but that's kind of what I got on my end. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, and I kind of touch a little bit more on what I was saying is is he really needs some time to develop into a quarterback in the NFL. And, and we kind of talked about this a little bit off there. I don't know if he ever develops as a full-time 16-game starter. And to me, it just it doesn't translate to the NFL. I don't know if maybe he sits in a system and he kind of develops over a couple years and maybe he turns into a, a good NFL player. And, and it's possible because like you and I have mentioned a thousand times on the show is, is once your main focus is to play in the NFL and practice in the NFL and, and that's all you're doing, you're not focusing on school, you're not focusing on finals, you're just focusing 100% on the NFL and, and playing in the NFL, you have a lot more time to develop your craft and your skills. So. Stoops, what do you have for us as like a fantasy outlook for him? So when I was watching his film, um, it was kind of just one of those where, and he reminds me of someone. Who does he remind me of? And it wasn't Lamar Jackson. Yes, there's a comparison there from the running aspect of things. But then it clicked. To me, he reminds me a lot of a Taysom Hill. Or T yeah, Taysom Hill, whenever um, whenever he was in college especially. So I went back and watched some of his film when he was at BYU. And, man, it was like I was watching, you know – another Jalen Hurts out there where he would throw the ball, um, had some some hiccups that, you know, here and there, but it was run, 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 run. So, and he did it very well. Um, but that's ultimately the kind of path that I really do see from him. I don't see him ever being the guy on a team. I think um, 
he can get you some points, you know, week in, week in and week out. Um, but it's going to be more so from a, a Swiss Army knife gadget player type of, of scheme. Um, and I also think that he's got to go to the right offense for that because not everybody is going to do what Sean Payton does and throws the guy out there that you don't expect to be thrown out there, catching passes, running him in for touchdowns, you know, throwing the ball still. It's just, Hill is just used all over the field. Um, that's ultimately what I see for Hertz. I, I just don't see him being a weekend, week out starter. Um, and even if he is, I don't know if he is truly a fantasy relevant um, quarterback on the next level. So in a super flex, obviously you're going to draft him. You're going to take that chance on him, but he's not someone I would even remotely think about in the first or second round. And again, as I said previously for other quarterbacks, that speaks volumes for my mindset on him because in super flex, you get those bumps, those bumps up being a quarterback. So I just don't see it from him um, on the next level. Again, he could totally prove us wrong because the NFL is changing their style so much to, I don't want to say cater to these running quarterbacks because that's not the case at all. It's, it's all the scheme of a team. But there's teams out there willing to take that chance. I mean, look at Baltimore. Look at what they've done with Lamar. And he has – he arguably – he's the MVP this year is ultimately what it seems like. Um, so it's out there. that The opportunities are possible. But um, for me, I just – I'm not seeing it on the fantasy out, uh, fantasy outlook of things. Fun, fun stat for you real quick. Taysom Hill this year has six touchdown catches, which is as many as Julio Jones, more than Devontae Adams, and more than Odell Beckham Jr. So that's a – fun stat for you to, to throw out to the uh, land of the world. Um, folks, do us a favor. Head on over to expandtheboxscore.com. Check out all the util, uh, tools that they have over there. Use promo code STOOPS to get 10% off um, access to the tool. Um, head on over to Twitter. Give Expand the Box Score a follow at XTB Box Score. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at RickyVillar underscore. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.